Welcome to the latest episode of All Car Radio. With me today is Chris. Hello. And we are going to be looking at a recent study we've just published called Doing It For The Gram. In this study, we looked at how important exterior style and the way the car looks is or, or isn't to certain people. We wanted to find out who exactly cares the most about the way that the car looks. And, as the title suggests, who is most likely or least likely to post their car on social media. So we may as well just jump straight in and take a look at the findings of this study. We all know that social media is absolutely massive and dominates most people's lives. So we found it quite interesting to find out about car habits when it comes to social media. One of the first questions we asked them was, have you ever posted a picture of your car on social media? The most interesting statistic we found of this is of people aged 25 to 34, half of them have actually posted a picture of their car at some point to social media. You would expect it would be part of the younger generations that would post to social media, really, wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah. I I mean, absolutely. 25 to 34 is probably the most common age group to be using social media at any stage. However, what the statistic says is 50% of those age groups. So even though 25 to 34 are the most... um, a highest volume of social media users, the interesting thing is 50% of that age bracket posted. So even if there are less people uh, using social media in the other age brackets, there was a drastically lower percent. You are, If you're 25 to 34, you are pretty much twice as likely as any other age group to post a picture of your car on social media. I mean, there's a million reasons why that could be, to be honest with you, because if you look at 25 to 34... They are, um, if you're younger than 25, you may not have a car yet. Yeah, I was going to suggest that. That's the prime age for ownership. is probably probably begins early 20s. Yeah, and I, and I hate to use the phrase millennials, but 25 to 34, you know, that's classified yeah. as a millennial. The point of this study was, you know, who's the most vain or who's the least vain? But is posting to your car on social media actually a sign of, of vanity? Because I've, I've been thinking about this since we got the statistics. You know, some people don't like when people show off. But if, you are show, uh, if you're posting a picture of your car on social media, are you showing off or are you sort of sharing your accomplishments? Because, you know, the, the study didn't go as deep as to, you know, why did you post on social media? And we don't know the backstory of these people that have shared it. Say, for example, you've been working for years and years and years and years to, to get a Mercedes for the first time. If you're showing it on social media, you probably just want to say, look, I've, I've, yeah, this is what you can do if you work extremely hard. It's not necessarily a vanity thing mm. because other people of other age groups do post on there. Yeah, it's also an insight to lifestyle. And some people base their entire Instagram profiles around cars. Yeah, and I, I think if we, it, it's not really in the remit of all car leasing, but if there was another study about um, sort of influencers, this is the age group of influencers. Yeah. A lot of them may be posting pictures of their car because they um, that's a source of income for them mm. uh, because that's what their job is uh, or, or it's an extra income or something like that. Whereas I think if, you, if you're older, you're, not, you're probably not going to be classed as an influencer or something like that. Age definitely plays a big factor, I reckon, in your following on Instagram. I mean, all the, the popular ones are either modified cars, which cost a lot of money and sometimes just as much cash as buying another car outright. Yeah. So, say if you have a Golf R, you might be more likely to be a bit more popular than others, unless you've got a modified car. An interesting thing I think you're going to cover in a minute to do with um, sharing to social media is, for me personally, I drive a Fiesta and a Golf, and, and they're not really Instagrammable cars, in my opinion. So if anyone's listening to this thinking, oh, well, do you know, if I had a car worthy of social media, maybe I, I would. 
But Chris, do you want to touch on the most Instagrammable car? Hmm. So, despite you saying you drive a Fiesta and not feeling like it's an Instagram-worthy car, turns out it's the most popular Instagram-worthy car. It's the most common of our survey to be posted, second to the likes of Audi and things like that. Out of everyone, I mean, the Ford Fiesta is a fairly younger car. It's both an entry-level car, but also has some sort of higher-end models in it. If you had an ST, for example, you know, just because the Ford Fiesta was the most Instagram car doesn't mean it was all like, I don't know, Z-Tech or lower-spec lower ones. A lot of them are modified. You know, modifying your car was a big part of our survey as well. Yeah, uh, we should touch on a bit. Later on, yeah. But if you're wondering about any sort of gender divides between, you know, the Ford Fiestas, turns out it was pretty 50-50, to be honest with you. Yeah, uh, straight down the middle. Uh, neither a male or a female are more likely to share on, um, on social media. Mm. We did think before we got the results back, you know, perhaps it's a bit sexist, but I personally thought, surely... Well, actually, I thought males would be the most likely to show off the car. To, to show yeah. off the car, but no, the males and females are just as likely. Uh, Chris, we have got the statistics, obviously, of the um, exact persona who the person the most likely to share on social media and what car they drive and where they're from. Do you want to share? Yeah. So we did want to paint that picture just for sifting all the data. We found that many, so twenty-five to thirty-four-year-old women from London. Uh, were most likely to be sharing uh, photos of their car, of which the car is a BMW X5, which I didn't expect at all, especially from the London area. Yeah, and with a private plate, which actually has a, has a bit of a quite a big feature later on. But obviously, we've mentioned that Fiesta's the most like uh, the most Instagram, but that's because of volume. Uh, and you may think, oh well, why has the X5 come up? It's because of the owners of X5s per person. It's more they're more likely to share. Um, and, and that's pretty much why the X5s come up. Obviously, London mm. has the most amount of respondents, but they were also the most likely, even if you disregarded the volume. So just to reiterate, if you're a 25 to 34-year-old 30, uh, female from London with an X5 and a private number plate, have you shared on social media? We'd love to, we'd love to hear from you. Okay, we haven't mentioned a lot of stuff like the most likely. So far, we've only covered the the largest volume. So the most likely brand of vehicle to be shared uh, on social media is uh, an Audi. Of the the millennial respondents, which is 25 to 34 year, years old, 24% of those respondents owned an Audi. And that's a quarter. And considering an Audi is not a cheap brand, it is surprising that people of that age clearly have a preference for that brand. Mm. Obviously, that that Audi is not the number one brand for the other age groups. But if you're 25 to 34, Audi seems to be the most popular. I, I mean, it's a young, sporty brand, so it it did sort of make sense. But I wasn't expecting it to be a quarter um, of the people that own an Audi. 70% of them have shared their car to social media. So way over half. Yes. So well over two thirds um, of Audi drivers. Or, uh, age between 25 to 34 have shared themselves social media. If you drive an Audi and you're in that age bracket and you haven't shared to social media, you're in the minority. Um, 68, well, we mentioned the gender divide earlier, but now there is a gender divide. Uh, these people, these millennials that drive Audis, 68% of those were female. And that means that overall, Audi is the most likely uh, manufacturer to appear on social media. They're a luxury vehicle manufacturer, sporty, um, and it could be perceived that posing with an expensive manufacturer further increases social status mm. or more likely to get likes. 
So, or you know, is it, is it a case of women are more inclined to use Instagram or is uh Well, I don't think we'll ever find the answer to that because uh, we obviously our surveys are always angled towards cars and stuff like that, but perhaps if there's anyone who works um in sort of more of a social media industry that wants to obviously do a second study uh, using our data, we, you know, we'd, we'd love to work with you. I think that's pretty much it. Uh, I mean, the title of the of the study is doing it for the gram. So it's clear to say, you know, if you drive if you drive a silver Fiesta if you're a female that drives an Audi and you're between 25 and 34, then, you know, they are likely to do it for the gram. Mm. So despite our survey mainly focusing on the way cars look, in terms of the reason people actually chose that car, that wasn't the case at all. It turns out reliability was the most common reason people chose their car. Obviously, it makes sense. You won't want to buy a car you know would break down. Mm. But in terms of just touching on the point before about gender divide, uh, there was some slight differences in the preferences that people had towards their cars. So if you actually look at uh, look at the survey itself and the infographic, there's a little radar graph. You can see that women tend to lean more towards the weight looks and the brand and a little bit of practicality, whereas men out, way outline women in terms of fuel economy, uh, reliability, and the price being the most important point to them. Yeah, I mean, like you said there, we had some ideas of like maybe looks were more, was more important than most of the things. And it's quite surprising to find out it wasn't. However, you, the, you know, any millennials, I do hate that term, listen to that, are probably going to think I'm picking on them <laughs> because price is the most important factor when you're younger. That makes sense. Insurance yeah. is through the roof and a cheaper car is usually cheaper to insure. But if you're, again, age 25 to 34, that is the only age group where looks was the most important. While you're in that age group, you're more, you know, inclined to, to buy a car that looks great. Almost like you have more choice. Yeah, and but once you become uh, mid-30s and, you know, probably a family person by that point, that's when you start to think, I don't know what, reliability should be the most uh, amount of focus. I mean, there's nothing too surprising here, but again, it just reiterates that 25 to 34 are the ones that, at, the, at the, this moment in time, perhaps the most vain. I mean, for me personally, I, when I'm thinking about when I was under the age of 25, yeah, I, I actually did care quite a bit about looks. But now I've, I've got a, a, a young family and stuff like that. I don't really care that much about looks at the moment. I really do care about value for money is perhaps my number one. Uh, and then reliability after it. That's the lifestyle of owning a car though, isn't it? Like, so I'm going to buy an expensive car, but maintenance goes up, fuel economy can go up depending on the car. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, they're both neutrally important or equally important factors when choosing a car. And I think this type of sort of preference and behavior probably mirrors things outside of the of the car. People aged between 25 and 34 are probably more keen on buying fashionable clothes and maybe a bit more brand aware when they shop for their clothes so it's not it's not probably a, a car thing this it's probably just a, a like a, a generalization age mm. group you, side of type you, of thing you won't want to make the assumption that people buy clothes in the same way they buy cars some people will say choose the right car for them that takes all the yeah. boxes badge you know features and spec and everything own that car for a significant amount of time say seven years even ten years in some yeah. cases well albeit increasingly rare um whereas clothes this is another thing, depending on you know the wear and tear of them, you can have them for years and not have to replace them. So if you buy it once correctly the first time, then maybe that leads to uh, some satisfaction. Yeah, and I'm I'm sure this may look a, a bit more deep than, than what this study warrants, 
But uh, between the ages of 25 to 34 is probably one of the most important times for people to find partners and things like that. Peacocking a little bit. They're in the, on the dating scene. So they want, so they, they're more keen on obviously getting their hair done. Um, again, buying, buying fashionable clothing. So when they go out, they're more likely to meet. Uh, someone of the opposite sex or the same gender. Like-minded people. You know, to, to, to end up, you know, getting into a, a proper relationship to, to start a family with. So, obviously, if you're in that age group and you're looking for someone to settle down, you want to make a good impression. And if you have a really nice-looking car, I think you're more likely to do that. And, and, and I think that's one of the main reasons. I, there is an element of vanity in it, but I don't think it's quite as simple as that. I don't think people who want a car that looks great are vain. I think it's just something that you do at that age. Mm. All right, so the previous uh, section was about the main reason you chose your car. So the next one is obviously the main reason that you don't. So we did ask people, do you like your car, yes or no? And believe it or not, 90, over 90% of people actually do like their car. But of that small amount of people that don't, there are some quite interesting figures here. Half of the respondents uh, from the north of England agree that the main reason they don't like their car is the way it looks so the opposite of vanity, they you know they don't like the car because they don't like like the way it looks, which is strange because they did choose that car, but it's probably the purchased the car out of necessity. They just needed to get something from A to B, mm. but so they had to compromise on looks. But that was the main reason why they didn't disregarding its performance and technology. So even if it performed really well, but they didn't look the look the uh, the way it looked, they didn't like it. The survey found that 55 to 64-year-olds dislike their car more than twice as much as 18 to 24-year-olds do. And the 16% of respondents from Southampton don't like their car. I don't think there's anything interesting in it, but just because we didn't get that much volume of answers. Mm, it's a significantly less amount compared to you know people who do like their car. So Yeah. Um, one of the main uh, other uh, big reasons about people not liking the car was the age of the car. Again, I think that goes back to uh, people that bought their car of necessity. Yeah, and probably they had to buy an old car um, because you know it's it's cheaper. It is rare that you choose a car without some degree of compromise, really. Yeah, most of the time it is price. Uh, but either way, I, I mean, the 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 angle of uh, of this uh, study wasn't to find out what people don't like. It really was about what people do like and what they share on social media. So this is only a bit, a bit of a small section. I will probably just leave it there. Mm -hmm. So the next section we were going to cover is private plates, which originally we thought was a, a fairly insignificant question. But turns out 21% of the overall survey respondents actually have a private reg. So in terms of, you know, that angle of vanity, is a private reg the ultimate thing you can do to help show off your car on Instagram, aside from, say, cleaning it often and, you know, taking nice photos yeah. of it. Um, it wasn't a surprise to me personally, though, to learn that the more premium brands had private regs on them, most of which were Audis. So, so as I said, not much of a surprise to me. But when we got further into the data, so 53% of private registration owners had modified their car, which is a, a sizable amount, really. Yeah. When yeah. We didn't class private regs as a modification, so we, that, you know, we took an even deeper look into it with our other question. Half of our private registration owners clean the car at least once within every fortnight, and 58% of private registration owners post pictures of their car to social media. So that was 25% of the overall respondents out of the general population. I mean, private number plates it, and and the study, uh, the findings that we found in the study is a bit like a chicken and the egg. Like, is uh, private number plate the beginning and then? 
Uh, if they have a private number plate, they're more likely to do this. Or do they have a private number plate because of the other things? But our study is almost conclusive to say that if you have a private number plate, you are much more likely to be vain um, than any other sort of sort of section. Because, like you said, if you have a private number plate, you will wash your car more often. Um, you you are very likely to have modified your car. Um, 58% of people with a private plate have posted to social media. So so that's why we've labelled private number plates as almost the ultimate vanity symbol. I do think, though, if you do own a private reg, you are more likely to be a car person. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a million reasons why you have a private number plate. It's either because you want... There's not an awful lot of different ways that you can personalise your car. You can put stickers on it or something like that, but a lot of people don't like to do that because it leaves a permanent mark. You can't... It's not easy to change the colour. But a private number plate is something that you can definitely do to add a bit of personalization, and, and a lot of people like to do it, but there are people that like... But there are definitely people who are more likely to get private number plates yeah. than others. It's like an extra element of like individuality for your car. Yeah. It, it's quite rare for someone to get a private number plate but never wash their car or to not have modified their car. Yeah, because it's like they all go hand in hand. At the point I mentioned about Instagrammers before, or of these Instagrammers, actually their handles on Instagram is their private reg name. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I've I've never had the private number plate before. Same. Um, my, my dad has one and he has modified his car. Uh, he does wash his car quite regularly, uh, but he's never posted to social media, but that's probably because he doesn't have one. Mm. But yeah, I mean, we'd be quite interesting to, to find out from other people who, you know, who didn't obviously take part in the study. Why did you get your private number plate? And were you already a car person? Or did the private number plate then make you want to take care of your car better? Could have even been a birthday present, something like that. Yeah, I mean, um, did you get the private number plate to hide the age of the car? Or did you just want to get it personalised? But yeah, the most telling thing I think of of all the questions that we've asked is to do with this private number plate. Mm. Um, doing it for the gram and stuff like that. A private number plate will almost always feature on a picture on social media. I mean, we're not saying it will always do it, but more often than not, if you've posted on social media, whether you drive a silver Fiesta or a black X5, it will still have a private number plate. It almost the private number plate is a common denominator between, regardless of the demographics or the age groups. It's like something that happens throughout all of the people uh, who who are perceived to be vain. But yeah, I think if you took a look at maybe the infographic, it probably paints a, an easier to read picture than the, this podcast goes into detail of. So yeah, just just take a look at that, and I think you'll probably agree that a private number plate may well be the ultimate vanity symbol. Certainly the easiest as well. Definitely not the cheapest, definitely no. not. At least £200. That's true. Right, we touched on car cleaning in the previous point, but we've broken down a little bit in the infographic and we'll do so in this podcast. So, car clean cars are obviously more photogenic. Uh, 51% of respondents who clean their car on a weekly basis or less uh, post pictures of the car to social media. That just makes sense. Or maybe maybe they clean their car specifically for social media or, or whatever. Um, it's going to help you get a good photo, isn't it? So. Yeah, you're not you're not going to post a, a dirty car on social media. Mm. Um, but we've also broken down a sort of a persona of who cleans the most, and then Chris, if you want to obviously cover who cleans the least. So the people that clean the most, they are male. Uh, I don't know if that's surprising to anyone, considering that that there generally is not much of a gender split in this in this survey at all. Um, again, they are millennials, twenty five to thirty four, clean the car the most. Maybe it's because they've got the time to. And the older people with families and stuff, you know, their weekends are doing stuff with kids. Mm. Uh, younger people maybe have weekend jobs or something like that. That's, you know, a wild speculation for me there, but that's the whole point of studies, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, Belfast, 
is the city with the people who are most likely to wash their car most often. Um, the most washed car is a Ford Fiesta, uh, which is uh, which dominates this survey, really. But that's because, obviously, there are, there are just more people with Ford Fiestas. Uh, and the most common car to be washed often is black. Does anyone fit this demographic listen to this podcast? We'd love to hear from you. Well, certainly you, aside from uh, not living in Belfast. Yes, uh, uh, yes, I am 25 to 34. I'm a male. I drive a black Ford Fiesta. But to be honest with you, and, 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 and this is weird, like, I used to wash my car quite often um, before the baby came on. And now I, I've washed the Golf once in a year. And I don't remember the last time I actually washed the Fiesta. The Fiesta gets used a lot more, doesn't it? Yes, it does. Um, black shows dirt much quicker, in my opinion. Yeah, well. I mean, I do look at... When the Fiesta is dirty, I do look at it and I'm like, oh, I really need to wash it. But to be honest with you, I don't because of the time. I, and perhaps, is it a time thing? Like, it's, it's not exactly expensive to wash your car. But if I had a spare half hour or an hour to do it, with a baby washing the cars not on the top of my list. That could have been an element to actually add to the survey if we were to do it again. And that do you pay someone to clean your car? Do you go through one of those uh, you know quick car washes, or do you do it yourself? Actually, uh, and I'm I'm digressing a little bit here. The reason why I stopped washing my car is because my local car wash stopped offering the mini valets, um, and they only did the exterior wash. And I can't be bothered. To just, it's the dog inside. Cares, it? It's the inside that I'm. I'm more, yeah, do, because yeah. the dog has the inside. I care about the most. I'm not really that bothered about how dirty it's on the outside, but I am bothered about the inside. Anyway, that, that's the reason why I don't wash it. Anyway, Chris, who uh, who is the persona that cleans their car the least? So much similar to the story before. So it is women aged between 35 and 44 living in Cardiff. Uh, and they drive BMW X5s in silver. Yeah, I mean, the point we're trying to make is the car colour and the car. When I uh, mentioned earlier the black Ford Fiesta, I meant like a Ford Fiesta's most popular model, but not necessarily, a, you know, a black Ford Fiesta. Whereas uh, when we talk about, uh, Chris just mentioned there, a silver X5. Anyway, on the subject of colours, the next section is we, ha- uh, we had a look at what the most popular car colours are, um, with silver coming out of the, at the top, which I'm quite surprised with that. I thought it would be white or black, mm. but I suppose now it's silver. Um, but black was the most common colour amongst the 18 to 24 age bracket, and blue being the second most common. Uh, but if you're 55 to 64, an interesting one is red is the most common colour. That was the most standout statistic to me. And uh, I don't know if it's a case of, oh, they just want to change, you know, something a bit more colourful. But red is one of the most common options. I mean, when I come across blues, they're normally metallic paint, whereas red typically gloss, so it's a bit cheaper. Yeah, um, and a really interesting thing was um, our friend Ross was the guy that collected all this data. And he looked at this data from the Society of Motor Manufacturers and Traders. Uh, um, and the most popular car colour in 2018 was grey. So our study found a completely different answer. Grey wasn't even in second place. Uh, and in this study by uh, the SMMT, uh, was after grey, it's black and then white. Um, over the past five years, white was consistently one of the most popular car colours. So it's surprising to find out that our survey found something that was contradictory to their survey. Um, by today's standards, white is typically the standard non-cost paint option for most new cars. If you have a look throughout our leasing deals, you'll, you'll find typically the free charge paint is usually white. And interestingly, according to the SMMT, the last time silver was the most popular car colour was 2008. Now, I'm not saying that they're wrong, and I'm not saying that we're wrong, but I am surprised that our survey didn't match up to theirs. It's a decade, pretty much. Yeah, it's, it's way off. And if I'm looking around um, on, on the road, I, I don't think... 
if I had to guess, I wouldn't have said it was grey either. I would probably say that, you know, with silver coming up, silver does seem right. Mercedes' standard colour is silver. So it could suggest that the surveyees maybe either own their car for a long time, or maybe silver is just a preference of these surveyees. Yeah. Um, our final part on the, on the car colour section uh, was the most unpopular car colours. And no surprise, but the most pop- unpopular car colour is brown, uh, followed by green. But as, as Ross pointed out in the data, thank you Ross, is that of the people that actually own a brown or green car in our survey, they said yes when we asked them if they like their cars. Mm. So although unpopular... Um, they people, love them. Yeah, <laughs> they seem to love them. Do you drive a brown or a green car? Um, do you love your car? We'd love to love to hear from you. I don't think anyone at the office drives either one of those colours. Um, I don't even remember the last time I saw a green car. The interesting thing about cars like that is that people seek out those cars. You buy a yellow car, it's not often from new. You're always sort of yeah. having to really search for one. If you want a car in that car, you probably are going to love it. Yeah. Um, okay, and let's move on to our last section. Ah, well, second to last section. So we've looked a lot into vanity and people showing off, but what about people who are the least vain? Well, the data sort of allowed us to paint a picture and a similar story to uh, the majority of car owners. So those that are over the age of 45 and drive a Ford. Silver is the most common color once again. Uh, typically they're on the southeast of England and they mostly care about reliability. Um, it's, I suppose you could, by our standards, social media and cleaning your car quite frequently were at the elements of vanity that we considered. Yeah. And those over the age of 45 maybe less, maybe don't have a social media. Like you mentioned your dad. Um, certainly my dad's close to Well, interestingly, even the people who are the least vain, like you said, never wash their car, haven't modded their vehicle, have never posted to social media, not even once. So if you're in one of these categories, then you are the least vain. Or we would probably say you're not vain at all. But the interesting thing is, they do like their cars, but they don't want to show off their car whatsoever. So a Ford, according to our survey, is not a showy manufacturer whatsoever. Suppose it would be in the southeast, maybe it's just a commuter car. Yeah, yeah, and over forty-five. I mean, if you're over forty-five, you're probably not interesting in showboating anymore. Uh, when you're forty-five or up, you've probably got an established career. You probably know yourself inside and out. You have no reason to really show off. And obviously, the the things I mentioned earlier about like dating scene and wanting to make 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 an impression. You've already gone through that phase in your life. You've probably these. People that, if we were to, you know, do this study in 20 years' time and resurvey the same people, I bet they will no longer be as showy with their stuff because Mm. they've been through that phase and they, you know, they've got no interest in it and they've got no reason to do it. But anyway, earlier I mentioned that, you know, we only had one section left. There is only one section left now, and that is where do people avoid driving? So, much like my own sort of preferences with driving, one in four of the respondents avoid multi story car park. Obviously, for different reasons for me, I don't want to scrape the bottom of my car. But for everyone else, it's I think it's the tight spaces and, uh, you know, parking with so many other cars nearby. Maybe the risk is higher. You don't want to get any damage done. Um, one in five younger drivers avoid driving in cities. I think when I certainly passed my test, that was one of the more intimidating things for me. Yeah. To be fair, I don't really drive in the city at all, to be honest with you. And when you do have to drive in the cities, chances are you have to park in a multi-story car park. Yeah, uh, the, the background of asking this question was with the angle of vanity. Uh, in, in my head, uh, I wanted to know how uh, careful are people to avoid damaging the exterior bodywork. But I suppose the results we got back didn't really give us that much insight. 
it turns out pe- people just generally don't like pa- uh, driving in these places anyway. Mm. Like, I don't think it's anything to do with vanity. I don't think it's anything to do with um, with bodywork. Um, and really, we have already done somewhat of a similar study to this called Bump and Ride, which covers avoiding bollards and all the rest of it in a bit more detail. But we we thought we'd we'd ask it anyway. You know, it didn't it didn't really work out. Not every question uh, gives us the feedback that we want to. It, it was one of these. That's why we lumped it right. The end of the podcast, yeah, really. It was an insight into sort of demographic and stuff. Because even though younger drivers avoid driving in cities, they were more likely to drive in multi-story car parks. It was the older people they didn't want to drive in cities. Yeah. So to sort of close off the podcast, uh, the title is "Doing It for the Gram." So who is it that does it for the gram? We have to say millennials that drive Audis with prime number plates. They're the people that do it for the gram. People that don't. People who are over 45, living in London, drive a silver Ford Fiesta. Um, anyway, that is the end of the feature looking into the, this study. So as per usual, I'm going to hand the reins over to Chris, who's just going to run down the, the car leasing deals of the week that people should check out. Nice one. So our first deal of the week this week is the BMW M240i convertible. That's just come on special offer just this week. And, and you can have it for £347.99 a month, increased with VAT. On a three-year lease, 10,000 miles, and a 3,131 initial payment. The next deal, on the same terms, though with a 2,911 upfront payment, is the Volkswagen Golf R for 323 a month. Both are uh, incredibly fast cars. Both are automatics as well, actually. And uh, since we're heading into summer, the convertible might be the choice of the two. Uh, it'd be tempting to uh, listen to that exhaust sound coming from that three-layer straight six that the BMW is known for. But uh, thanks for listening to this week's episode. I'll leave links in the show notes uh, to both the deals of the week and the survey box so you can check them out for yourself. I'll see you next time.